0: Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. So enjoy, have a great time, and on with the show.
1: It's 427 in the afternoon. Engineer Jim here, and you're listening to AM84.4 Public Radio East. That's P-U-B-E. The Pube We have a lot to get to this afternoon Coming up we have sex doctor James Jefferson in the studio On how to get over that pet fetish Then we'll hit the kitchen To see what's cooking With guest chef T-Pain After that It's Sexy Mike's reading hour And today he's tackling One fish two fish Followed by excerpts from I'm not dead A short film by Pat Muldowney But first, you know them for their groundbreaking exposés on alarming health quality of Las Vegas swimming pools, blowing the whistle on poor Uber service, and achieving hand release at 30,000 feet. (laughs) We'll welcome our good friends, Jay Onright and Dan O'Toole. I'm Engineer Jim, and it's now 4.28 in the afternoon, so curl up and hang with 84.4 The Pew. On the Jay and Dan podcast.
0: Jay, on right. <laughs> it's real too.
2: Oh, it's sweet! Made from the tears of
3: baby beavers. Uh-huh. It's an afternoon joke. Fox is coming to us live. You are uh, with us here on uh, Fox. So I said, okay, looks like we've lost our picture. And then in my ear, I'm told, stop. (laughs) You still have a job today? Why wouldn't I have a job? Because you ruined everything. I'm going to get a selfie while you're shaving it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Let me get on this (laughs) Yeah, get in there. (laughs) Okay. I was gonna say the things you do for kids, but this is really for men. Right. So uh, you don't know. want to get hair in your mouth. Here's
2: the thing. <laughs> Thank God we got a professional in yeah. here. George would have been bleeding all over this table right now. <laughs> Thank God we got Derek in here. <laughs> Dan's reaching into George's crotch now oh, and there's there it is, inquiring Ooh. the pubes. Wow, look at that. That is the weirdest segue.
0: Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> You're listening to the Jay and Dan
4: podcast. <laughs> uh, da.
3: It is the Eric Lindros episode, episode eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Here we go. Welcome. Hi. Hi. We are into Movember. Uh, I'm Dan. Uh, That's Jay. Uh, If you want to visit our Movember page, it's
4: uh. What is it? It's uh.
2: Totally not prepared. We got
4: we got two. We tweeted those out today. I was, I, oh, was did hoping we? They, I was hoping they'd come to our November
2: dot not com dot co. But I think it, yeah, What's it's
4: mobro dot co slash j hyphen on, right? Mobro dot co no. slash dan hyphen okay, yeah. I think
2: actually it's mobro co slash fox hyphen sports. I think. <laughs> Because not, not. I think now we're all on the same page. What's a
3: web no, page?
2: We are not. We're not? Patrick, no, are we do you ever? know
3: the website? I'm, I'm paus- looking at it right here.
2: Last night on the TV show, Fox Sports Live, 11 Eastern on FS1, hosted by Dan and I. Last night on the TV show, that's the website we put up. No wonder you guys are <laughs> always so busy on put the computer. Up last night. That's no, a different one. Different one.
4: Holy Nobody gosh. Nobody asked me.
2: Nobody. We got to
3: beat Perils.
2: Yeah, we got to beat Perils,
3: so we can't even get our. Webpage, correct. <laughs> if you want the clip to... from the show last night, it's on there. Yeah,
2: that's all you have to do. Those of you in Canada who can't see the show, just watch our show.
4: Well, as of right now of this taping, Jay's raised zero dollars and Dan's raised zero dollars. Right, all right, we're doing great. This is this is going this really is going
2: well. Excellent. Um, oh. Hey. On the Canadian
3: Wall of Fame this week, it's Graham Greene. From Dances with Wolves, yeah. Die Hard with a Vengeance, and he's been in just about everything on TV.
2: Graham Greene, he uh, w- nominated for an Academy Award for
3: Dances with Wolves. That's a movie I gotta go back and look at.
2: I don't know if it holds up quite the same way it did. Favorite movie Does it? of all time. Okay, Botticello. Still and if you can't love trust love Mike, Mike Botticello. Not, definitely not watching that if, movie. If you can't trust Mike. They shot his horse. They shot his wolf. Who can you trust? Took his book. I have actually, before we even get into uh, checking our bags, just this question from Matt. Big ups to Mike. Just wanted to take a second to give some props to Mike. Is it me or has he actually gotten better at reading?
3: Yeah. Did I think this someone, podcast has been good for his life.
2: Did someone give him the Hooked On Phonics series? <laughs> or was he just kicked in the head by a horse?
3: Speaking Both. of uh, the Canadian Wall of Fame, last night on the Jimmy Fallon's show, Alanis. Alanis it. Morissette. Missed it. She's putting out a 20 year anniversary of Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. Ah, who's hard?
2: She's got nothing else. <laughs> Hey, go to the well again. I agree. to go. Keep going back in. Dig Just, up all those demos. Be like California. Empty that well until there's nothing left. Jim, uh, I mean, if, if you could mine all the material that you left on the cutting room floor, you could put out a million reissues of all the records you worked on, I
1: bet. Oh, yeah. A lot.
2: And, and yet, at the time, you were like, no, no, this isn't good to go... This is not good enough to go out to the public. But now everyone's like, F- it. what do we have in the garbage yeah, can? Yeah,
1: what's left? Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's put it all out there.
2: Um, mm-hmm.
3: Got to see uh, Jay's baby today, and boy, I was bang on. I I was getting laughs left and right. Nice. I brought out my A game. Yeah. Like A-list your, material. Your best material. <laughs> Which is no words at all, just looking at the kid. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my god. What the, the, f- the hell was that? I, I didn't know it was that long. <laughs> that was, that was
2: terrifying. <laughs> do we still have, Patrick? Do we have the drop, the Matt Dunnigan drop? Someone was asking about that, though. Oh! Oh! yeah. Oh, nice, yeah. I love that one.
4: Oh! No, we got a new one,
5: though.
2: <laughs> oh, what's the new one? It
4: from... yeah, you... Oh, okay. Wait. Oh, but here's Glad you two are on I'm, the same page no. again. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. All oh, right. This is terrible we'll be podcasting. Right back Sorry, buddy. <laughs> hey, guess who our guest is today?
2: Who? Episode 88. It is FS1's Tim Brando. Brando. What a voice. Huh? That Tim guy Brando. can call a college football game. You're going to love uh, Tim Brando. Oh, let's hear the drop.
5: It's the autumn of Dan.
3: Yeah, I'd like to Ooh, actually I discuss like that one. this. I posted something on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, Movember folks very uh, graciously sent us hats, so I was yes. wearing a Movember hat. Yeah, and uh, I took a picture on the beach with my mom and my aunt. They're here, so I was showing them uh, the beach. Threesomes. And everyone's like, uh, everyone's like, hey, w- "What are you, a skater kid?" I'm wearing a f-ing hat.
2: No, but it, it kind of did look because she had like the. You had the kind of skater shades, and then you had the skater hats. Everyone's probably like, Yeah, I guess Dan's a skater now in
3: just, LA. Just read the f- highlights, will you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just let me take my
2: picture <laughs> but you did go check out the awesome skate park in venice
3: beach oh yeah uh we saw the uh the Zedlist list skaters <laughs> they were like if they made it down the ramp and up the other side they were like high-fiving each yeah, other yeah yeah they're like i made it out of the pool all right take an hour break <laughs> yeah. maybe. My mom and my aunt had to get out of there because it was causing them stress. They're like, oh, ah! I know it is kind of no! it is kind of
2: terrifying. The worst is when the guys don't wear helmets and you're like, what if someone like cracks their skull on this pool? What, what does everyone do? Do you just hang out? Like, uh, You say, let's get the hell out yeah, of here. Yeah, <laughs> let's all leave. I don't want to be responsible. You ever
3: uh, visit L.A. and you visit Venice, which everyone always does. There's a, It's, a, it's an eclectic mix of people, but around every corner, there's a smell of urine. Dead. Just dead. hates
2: hipsters. Urine patchoued.
3: Just a lot of urine. feet. And if you want to stock Delicious. up on your CDs, that's where you go. <laughs> Every sorry. five steps, there's an aggressive
2: sales pitch. Not even sales. They want to give them to you. Like they just want to. Hey, take my
3: take my, 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 my mixtape. <laughs> but then, in today's day and age, if you watched uh, Mr. Robot. Yeah. The, the guy got one of those CDs brought it home and then they like
2: It was a virus. Took everything off his computer. Yeah, yeah, that that caused some problems. So let that be a lesson to you. Don't take any of those CDs from those shady characters on Venice Beach.
0: You go on surfing on the internet.
2: Maybe just stream music like everyone else.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: CDs, guys. Pull get it, with the top. Pull it together, guys.
2: Pull. I'm going to give Dan my uh Pioneer receiver. Because yeah. I got a new one. I got a new one, Jim. Score!
1: That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So you got a new
2: one. I got an LFD, Jim. I'm getting an LFD. <sighs> yeah. So you're going to have to come over. We'll have a vinyl listening session. That's that- did awesome. Did Jim just
3: jizz?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> what did you expect?
3: Uh, congratulations to the uh, Kansas City Royals World Series champions. Blue Jays fans should be happy that the team that they lost to went on to win the World Series. Right team won the World Series, I think.
2: The the best team won, I thought.
3: My mom pointed out something. She watched oh, every baseball I'll game. She's, she did. She's like, uh, they always look like they're having fun. The Royals. They're always laughing. Absolutely. 100%. They're loose.
2: The guy with the best speech at the World Series parade, Johnny Gomes, wasn't even on the (laughs) roster. Nah, he doesn't care. It's the best part. (laughs) What a great team. And everyone's like, yeah, go up, talk. You didn't do anything, but yeah, do it. George Brett, maybe the most famous Kansas City Royal of all time, said this year's Royals team is the best team ever. Best
3: Royals team ever. And now uh, the heat Mm. gets taken off our crew because people can stop complaining about...
2: Oh, man. We, I mean, it was a great, great fall, great FS1 in the United States. But as far as our PR in Canada is concerned, not so
3: good. Here's what people should do. People? Colin Coward, who's been on the show, he did a side-by-side of Joe Buck's calls and the home announcers for the Royals and the Mets. I really like that. Joe Buck's calls blew them out of the water. Yeah, they were exciting.
2: Yeah. it's The Royals call was so awesome terribly underwhelming yes and but but then you know Colin also did a side-by-side with Jerry Howarth who's the Toronto uh, fan long 590 long-time long time. Time radio guy and I guess I could understand if you had never heard Jerry before and then all of a sudden you hear him and he's like and there she goes and you're like what <laughs> this guy but he everyone loves him in Toronto right like you you drive up to the cottage you listen to Jerry on the radio it's the greatest thing um, so I guess I could understand it. The voices work in certain markets. It's not It's not an apples to oranges comparison, I guess is my point.
3: I want to read you something I just found on the internet. <laughs> it's uh? about uh, the uh, Golden State Warriors owner. Uh-huh. He was asked about uh, the Larry O'Brien trophy. He said... Oh, I heard about this. I uh, made a promise to... Where the fuck did it go? <laughs> there we go. Just learning. I had made a promise to myself that I would sleep reveals lack of Lacob, Lacob, uh, which rhymes with Jacob. Yeah, uh, Nicole and I did sleep with it. That's his fiance correct? Then he says uh, they they were going to ask more questions. He said, "I'll leave it to the imagination." We had a lot of fun with it.
2: He jizzed inside the Larry O'Brien Trophy. It's yeah. like a bucket, and <laughs> then he poured the jizz onto her face.
3: But but there's nowhere. <laughs> it's just a big ball. Yeah, and on then, the
2: edge of a bucket.
3: Well, I don't even think there's an opening there.
4: It's like concave on the back.
2: Oh, there's an opening. Wow.
1: Score.
2: (laughs) Bringing new meaning to the term hoop-stuffer. That's what I
3: call a dunk. (laughs) <laughs>
2: splash
4: brothers
3: and uh once again whenever a trophy is handed out the world series trophy it's very odd looking but it's
2: very unique it seems very frail every second i'm like that thing's gonna break
3: and, and someone put online they put a picture of people holding up the stanley cup and said try do that with the baseball trophy <laughs> and someone said you can hold any trophy up mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you can do that to any trophy you it's can- true you can hold it up. And I didn't know, but you used to get, <laughs> if you win it, you used to get mini replicas. Dontrell Willis said, no, they don't do that anymore. You have to buy it because uh, it's, um, it's uh, sent out to Tiffany's. You have to spend $20,000 if you want your own Why mini. Why would you want a replica? If you win it, I would. A mini replica? Because I think you get a mini replica if you win the Stanley Cup. But
2: wouldn't you want just the ring? Why would you want a mini replica? And then someone comes over to your mansion and is like, "What's that little version of the World Series?" Well, I paid twenty thousand dollars for it. Remember, we won it. No, but that's not the trophy. Yeah, but it's a replica from Tiffany's. It cost me twenty k. What do you think?
3: Be- I'd take that over the ring.
2: The rings are no. Gaudy. That makes no sense. Well, yeah, the rings are gaudy. I agree with you there. The thing I disagree with: uh, broadcasters should not be getting any championship rings. It's pathetic. Come on. You can't give the, broad, the home broadcaster a championship ring. What did they do? They called the games. They you know what they're playing. Do you know how far down that goes? Oh, I know, and I, yeah.
5: it's
3: it's pathetic. Single A. Just just stop it, like, Just Stop doing that. And then the, the I asked Don Charles about the shares. He says before the playoffs start, they get in a room, all the vets.
4: The share of the playoffs. So you money. go
3: you go down the list. You're like, okay, that guy gets a full share. Then you're like, that guy. He joined the team late, no right, chance. He's right. getting twenty one. Wait, blocks. who gets yeah, the other the team captains? Yeah, so they all sit down. He right. says it gets tense. Yeah. Because you're call you're literally calling people out by name. Wait, and so everyone's in the room? Not everyone. Oh. Just like the the, the core the group. The hardcore <laughs> group. That that's been there all year. Wow, that is a little tense. That's what I'm gonna miss. Hanging <laughs> out with Dontrell and Eric Carrolls watching the games. They watched every game with us. Class acts. How would it go if
2: Everyone in this room, we won the podcast championship, which we obviously should win. Uh, who gets full shares, who gets uh, half shares uh, in the Patrick
3: room. would get about 10% because right. that's yes! the amount of podcasts he shows up for.
2: Okay, so Pat, there you go. Good, Jim, oh, that's still not bad. More Jim, than I expected. Jim, 100%. Yeah, Jim gets a full share. Mike, oh, regretfully,
3: 100%. Okay. Yeah,
2: unfortunately, hey, yes. we got to give him that. And I think Ben still gets more than Patrick, even though Ben <laughs> literally showed up two podcasts ago.
4: Could we talk about how percentages <laughs> work? No.
3: Yeah,
2: just like about 300
4: percent 10%? No. no, we can't talk about
3: that. Fair. <laughs> all right. Moving on. So once all those podcast dollars
1: start rolling in,
3: we can start divvying it up. <laughs>
1: I would jizz on that trophy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You'll never stop being bitter about that, Dan. By the way, uh, we played the Library Voice's Jane Dan theme song, their new album out Friday. Nice. It's, it's called Lovish. Uh, and I'm going to be in Regina on Sunday. Do we have experience Regina for, for a chance? Can. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be in Regina on Sunday at Chapters, signing books, Sunday, 7 p.m. Wednesday, Chapters Polo Park in Winnipeg, 7 p.m. as well. Not Wednesday. Did I say Wednesday? Monday. And then we're back in Regina
3: like in two weeks.
2: I know. I'm all over the giant.
3: love the giant.
2: Yeah. I can't wait to go there. Sunday night, we'll be hanging around at Chapters, and then afterward, maybe we'll go, uh, I don't know, to
3: And then, to uh, and then we have a special signing that I'm going to attend in Oshawa. Yeah, Dan's gonna do a
2: QA with me uh December the sorry, November the 30th, Monday at the chapters in Oshawa. What are you gonna ask me? I'm so excited. I can't wait. It's gonna be like Charlie Rose. <laughs> How
3: long do I have to ask questions for?
2: Eh, however long you like want. Ten minutes? There'll probably be ten people there. Ten minutes? No, I'd say fifteen.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: No, I can't wait to have everybody out. Probably I'm gonna have a thousand people in the Schwa. There's more people in the chapters in Oshawa that night than the whole city itself. Definitely downtown. Well, there's more than a thousand people there. One thousand people in Oshawa.
3: They said eight hundred thousand were at that Royals parade. That's crazy. There's, it's a population of four hundred and fifty thousand.
2: I guess everyone came from all over the state. And it's not I mean, Kansas City's in Missouri, so maybe they came from two states.
3: And everyone take note. Royals fans didn't wreck anything. Yeah, no, it. no one got arrested. No, nope. good. You don't people. have to be a f- douchebag when your team wins. Yeah, I agree. Hey, here's a question for
2: you. Uh, our friend Andy Hull, good guy, funny, Toronto Love sketch him. comedian. He brought up something today. He said the Joey Bats bat flip has lost its luster for him because it happened in the ALDS and they didn't go on to do anything. And I was like, no, I don't agree with that. I was curious to get your take on that. No, it's an iconic uh, moment that. People will always remember. I agree. I agree. I think you just enjoy. That's the thing. Baseball, it's like so hard to get into the postseason. You just got to enjoy every moment. You got to let Johnny Gomes
3: on stage to talk. You know what we have to enjoy every moment of? Peter Schrager. Pe- Peter Schrager has not been on the podcast because of the World Series and and the shortened Podcast. He hasn't yeah. been on for like a month. So we need some Schrager time. Schrager Mom. Our NFL insider, Peter Schrager, live from Brooklyn. How are you doing, hi, my hi, friend?
0: Hi, okay. I love being back on with you guys. I'm so excited. Since we've last spoken, Jay has had a hit bestseller hit the, hit the shelves, and Dan has been, the, has been the star of the Jimmy Fallon show. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's been a big couple weeks, and I haven't been a part of it, but I'm watching from afar. Your
2: forward to the book is, is a hit. Huge hit, Shregs. Everyone talking about it.
0: Yeah, you know, I felt a little bit, I, I haven't seen the book yet, I'm excited to see it, but I felt like compared to yours in the first book, Dan, it's a bit of like a Yellow Pages feel. It was <laughs> a little long, I, I didn't want to write Warren uh, but I really had to set the scene for what the forward is all about. Well, here's the thing, Schrager, you
3: are a writer, you've written for the, the best publications in the world,
2: I am not a writer. Schrager has two books out, like, like he's out there writing, doing journalism, making things happen.
3: Tulsi, you can barely put sentences He's together. gonna ghostwrite my book.
0: I will. Dan, once we get into the Vegas days, uh, I think that's a book I would read. It's called Dan in Vegas. Dan in Vegas, and it's all about a guy who just hangs with carrot Top, goes, looks at pools getting cleaned, and takes, takes photographs of buildings lit up in skylines. I, I think it's a great book.
2: Don't you think we had George Paros on last week, Shregs, and he lives in Vegas now. Don't you think Dan should move to Vegas and just commute here?
0: I listened to the George Perro thing, and I feel like he's got an ulterior motive where he wants to be a part of the new franchise. Dan has no ulterior motive. Dan just wants to hang. He so just wants to gamble. Has, yeah, there's no, I mean, this other guy, Perro, I don't know him. He's a pricing guy. He's talking about. Raising a family out there, I think that's a horrible idea. Vegas, to me, is a, is, a, is a sinister place. I think Dan has it right. You pop in for a couple hours, you pop out. You don't need to get caught up into all those hijinks. Uh, Schrager, this week, you sent us a very interesting photo. You spent the uh, afternoon with Eli Manning. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. Yeah, there was an event um, where in New York, and they said, uh, we're looking for an MC, a guy who can host a and a uh, and it was for some local charity or whatever and they called me up and said, Do you wanna do it? I spent two hours with Eli. Uh, he was fantastic. He turned it on when the lights came on. Um, asked him a lot of questions about being Eli Manning. And I thought it was fascinating. I didn't really care so much about the football stories. I went until right away. I'm like, All right, you hosted Saturday Night Live yeah. What's that like I knew Jay would love this. He had a great line. He said he's about to go on Saturday Night Live and, you know, he's like, I'm just a I've got no pressure here. I've never fancied myself as an actor or a comedian like there's no real pressure and he's about to go on and this woman who's the stage manager who's famous um, and if you ever host Saturday Night Live or been to Saturday Night Live she's the one you always see moving around she looks at him and says man you look awfully calm and he looks at her and says uh, ma'am I just beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl I don't think it's been that big a deal
5: <laughs> so like, uh, you know, like, you
0: know for 400 million There are, you know. People in the world watch Super Bowl every year. He's won it twice, so I don't think uh, you know being alongside Horatio Sands was such an intimidating yeah. context.
2: Yeah, I suppose that's true. I never thought of it that way. You, meanwhile, speaking of being in front of millions of people, what was the rating for that Seahawks Cowboys <laughs> game? You were on sidelines for like 300 million people watched it.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. So it was the be- it was the best day in Fox Sports history, I'm told, because we started off with Chief fly from London in the morning. Then you went to your regional game. Then I was on the sideline uh with Troy and Tom Brenneman for Cowboy Seahawks and then after that we had a World Series deciding game. So yep. this is a very busy day for Fox, huge ratings. I think it was like twenty million and uh the press release goes out and everyone's, you know, <laughs> like, wow, uh, Seahawks and I think you sent the note, Jay, to me, the Schrager effect. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. You put me on the sidelines yeah. people are tuning in. I, I hope the bosses realize that.
2: Listen, if we put you on the sidelines of all these MLS playoff games we have they're going to go from 250,000 to about 2 million
0: in one night. Put me on a UFC show. Put me on Katie Nolan's show. Put me on Fox Sports Live. Put me on Bundesliga. Help. Put me on under 17 Brazil versus Angola. The ratings will be through the roof.
3: Uh, so, did you get any inside info? Uh, Dallas and Seattle both have a very strong followings in Canada. What can you tell us? What What was your I'm takeaway? I'm gonna
0: tell you this, I, Dan. I love that question. I, the Cowboys, I'd say, just be patient. The NFC East is bad enough. Where if you just hold out to Week 11, when whenever Romo gets back and you're within a game or two, it's winnable. Okay. The Seahawks, to me, are fascinating. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. really? Talking about them, right? Here's the deal with the Seahawks. Oh, they just they just held their last two teams without a touchdown on the road, they won two games. They've got those early season collapses out of them. How about their next four weeks? Let's go through it by week, okay? And then they have three straight home games. Those three games and the bye week. That means 35 nights in a row. Those guys can sleep in their Stay own at bed. Home. They mm. have not played the Arizona Cardinals yet. They haven't played the Rams or the Niners at home. They've got the Ravens. They've got the Steelers who are banged up, and they've yep. got the Browns out of the conference. Oh, man. I don't know. Everyone's talking about the Packers and the Panthers. I look at the Seahawks, and I look at what they can do, and last year they went 3-3, three and three, then won 9 of their last ten to me, the Seahawks might still be the team to beat in the NFC. That's
2: a great wow. point, Shregs. I never thought about it. Their offense looked so inept the last couple of weeks. I, I kind of dismissed it, but that's an excellent point. You know, another great point was made on that broadcast. Troy Aikman, I mean, he loves you, Shregs. And you're so terrific on the herd with Cowherd. Aikman <laughs> is like pumping your tires like no He's one has funny. ever... <laughs>
1: He's
0: being funny. So we spend the week together, and I mean, look, I, I, I keep my distance for the most part. He's Troy Aikman. I'm not trying to be uh, two in his <laughs> so we do get along, and he's fantastic at what he does. And he listens to Coward, so he hears me on it. So he loved it. They were like <laughs> hyping up Donald Trump, and I don't hear the clip of it. And he's like, they've got all the big guests: Donald <laughs> Trump, Peter Schrager, like a really sly line that, like, I don't know if anyone in America picked up, but I was dying on the sidelines. Troy's great.
2: Oh, we might happen to have that here.
1: Hey, have a listen. Tomorrow on FS1, Colin welcomes special guest Donald Trump to the herd. That'll be good stuff the herd with colin cowherd tomorrow at noon eastern on fs1 and if you miss it we'll have the trump interview tomorrow night at eight o'clock eastern time boy cowherd he's just bringing in the guests i mean you got donald trump and And peter Schrager,
5: troy aikman (laughs) all the big
1: leaguers (laughs) hey shrags can A a legend
0: can aikman even walk around dallas Oh, it's amazing, dude. It's pretty cool um, to be with him at a dinner, because we all go out on a Friday night dinner, and it's a group of eight guys. It's the crew, and I love being a part of this crew because, you know, Aaron's usually in my seat. Joe Buck's usually in Brenneman's seat. But that crew has been together for over 20 years, director, producer, you know, AD, VA, all these guys. And they roll deep, and they've got such history. And Aikman in Dallas, you're right. I mean, it's like saying... You know, I'm walking around like I'm Troy Aikman in Dallas. I don't think there's even an analogy. He is Troy Aikman in Dallas. You know, I'd say Michael Jordan in Chicago, but he at least has you know, been removed a bunch of decades. With Aikman, he lives in Dallas. He's still a very part of, of a lot of the charitable organizations in Dallas. And quite personally, he is still the biggest name in Dallas sports. So. Yeah. Walking around with Aikman, I mean, I'm a single, I'm a married guy now, but I can't imagine it being a bad situation if you're a single guy just hanging off his bootstrap. strap.
2: Oh man, big time! Toolsy should do that. Toolsy head over to head over to Dallas, rip it up with Aikman. Look at some empty pools.
0: It's a very flat and flat place Dallas, so I don't think there's enough skyline.
3: There. <laughs> uh, what's our uh, next on the agenda?
0: I'm really excited. I'm going to Pittsburgh for the Oakland Raiders-Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, the Raiders are so
3: fun to watch this year.
0: They're so fun to watch. They've got such a young team, but this is like the litmus test game. Are you guys for real, or are you guys a joke? Because if you're for real, you go into Pittsburgh and you beat them without Le'Veon Bell. The wild card is still in their grasp. I don't think they're going to win the AFC West with with the Broncos there, but... Raiders haven't been to the, Super Bowl, the playoffs since 2003 when they went to the Super Bowl, band. This is the game. Are you for real or not? I'm so excited to see it.
3: Schrager, before we let you go, uh, Tim Brando's coming up. Any stories oh, about Brando? Man.
0: Ask about – uh, I think it's called Chateau Brando. He lives in like – okay, so Brando's amazing. He's maybe my favorite guy in the world. Um, he lives in Shreveport, Louisiana. And he like has like a little media empire in Shreveport, and he calls his house La Chateau. Um, this guy is unique. I, I can't wait to hear Timmy B, because last year we did a game together. He took me right under his wing. There, there is no better guy to hang with. And I, you think Aikman's cool. you got to meet Brando.
2: I can't wait. We're going to call him right now, Shregs. Thanks for uh, coming on the pod, and, and have a terrific night in Carroll Gardens.
0: Hey, I love both of you guys. God
2: bless. All right,
3: That buddy. is Peter Schrager, our NFL insider. He's a great follow on Twitter, at P Schrags, P-S-C-H-R-A-G-S, P Schrags on and Twitter.
4: new episode of the Peter Schrager podcast out today with Will Brinson.
3: Oh, all right. Perfect. Schrager Mom. Can't wait to, to talk to Brando about the Shreveport Pirates. And also, uh, Brando,
2: this is interesting, auditioned for Wheel of Fortune
3: once. To host it. Yeah. Not to be in a contestant. Uh, I don't know see. if you have to audition to be a, show up. Ryan Field was a contestant. He works on, here at Fox. No Price is Right. Oh. Wasn't he on Price is Right? Or was he on Wheel of Fortune? Price is Right. Sorry, I got my, my game. Tulsi, why don't up. you go on Price is Right? That'd be great. I would love that. I
2: want to thank. Um, <laughs> why <laughs> do you
3: do it? It's like right, it's like right over
2: here. It's like a hop, skip, and a jump in CBS
3: Television <laughs> I'd City. I have to leave my house. Uh, I want to thank <laughs> Ironhead Clothing uh, for sending me some shirts. I'm wearing one of their. Uh, thank you, Ironhead, right for
2: now. sending all of us.
3: Ironhead, good Canadian company. Go they to, make some great stuff. Go
2: to JaneDan.com. Get yourself some Jane Dan shirts yeah. for the holiday yeah. season, or janedan.com. maybe a mug. Maybe Dan, you, go, you go to get a mug like Dan's drinking out of right there. It Dan. makes your beverages more delicious. Drinking straight vodka. And Can we post we get the some pictures. The mugs? Say that again, Pat. And post the pictures. I yeah, want to yeah. see because I know a ton of people have talked about how they've bought it and ordered it. We need them to start posting one. Yeah, I yeah. See that. Start mm. sending us some pics of you, uh, bottomless, topless, Jay and Jane Dan gear. <laughs> Tim Brando, this goes for you too. Uh, you know, if you have a Jane Dan T-shirt, we want to see a picture of you. Preferably with pants on, though Tim.
5: <laughs> okay. Oh, <Canada. laughs> uh, we just—I've been been—I've been warming that up all day. <laughs> That's pretty good, Mister
3: Brando. Welcome to the podcast. We just had Peter Schreger on here, and he was raving about you. He said you are quite possibly his favorite
5: human. <laughs> well, consider the source. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's really good at NFL insider information. However, you you wouldn't want him necessarily to be making company recommendations.
2: I, well, he mentioned yeah. he mentioned Chateau Brando. Can can we yeah. talk a little bit about that?
5: Yeah, when you're married for thirty seven years and everything in your house is pink, lavender, dusty rose, and mauve, the only. Um, The only thing in my house, blue and brown, are my eyes and my feelings. Uh, (laughs) uh, Years ago, uh, a couple of guys, my father, God rest his soul, and Kurt Gowdy, the old American sportsman from lonesome Laramie in Wyoming land, one of the all-time greats, he was my mentor, they told me, you know, there are certain things you just don't argue about. One of them is color schemes with the house. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, because in truth, if you're going to be in in television, if you're going to be in this business, you're just coming home for the laundry. You know, you're not really going to be around a lot. So don't argue about color schemes in the house. Let her have the domain. And basically you want two things, well, maybe three, uh, as a guy with his castle. You want, if you can, if you're able to do it, you want to be able to put yourself near a golf course where you can walk to the first tee. Wow. Yes. Okay. You want to be able? To, I, I don't live actually on the course, but I can walk to the first tee. Uh, we back up to some woods here at the Chateau because, well, frankly, I want a skinny dip at night. So <laughs> I don't want anybody. To, I don't want anybody to see me on the eleventh tee. I don't want that. <laughs> or maybe you so, do, Right, I don't want any of that. Um, the second thing that you want is a study. You know, kind of a man cave, a room, some place where. You can have things that are blue and brown beside your eyes and your feelings. And and I like a a gracious assortment of um, my past on the walls to remind me that I am the damned great broadcaster that I really am. There's no question. So, you know, kind of a memorial while you're alive. I mean, why why (laughs) have a memorial only when you're dead? You should have it while you're alive. Exactly. So I've got one. Yeah, I've got one in my study. And the other thing you want is not just the pool on the pool deck, but the hot tub, because there's nothing like... There's nothing like raging hot water up the sphincter yeah. after a hard day's work. I couldn't so, agree more. <laughs> those are the you <laughs>
2: if you're going to end a day, end it yeah. with raging hot water up the sphincter.
5: Uh, no th- doubt about it. And we- that's true, by the way. That's true even in cold weather situations, fellas. <laughs> even better. Okay, even In better. the land of igloos and uh, and Newfie money and uh, Goose Bay Labrador, which I visited as a young child. Hot tubs with raging hot water and sphincters—that was going on for the Eskimos too. Well, they had they had that as well.
2: It's almost better to be in a hot tub outside in the freezing cold. It's glorious. <laughs> it's so nice out there, and then you roll around in the snow, Tim, and then you get back in the hot tub, and you repeat over and over.
5: Absolutely. Tim, yes, Tim. What
2: you mentioned Goose Bay, Labrador, and you and I talked about this, but wh- how did you end up up there as as a
5: kid? What what happened? My father who helped put uh, local television stations on the air twice in my hometown before I was born, was a show band leader, uh, a crooner. Had a band called Hub Brando and the Dreamers, and they played at a number of uh, SAC air bases, not only domestically, but around the globe. And we have a huge, here in Shreveport, Louisiana, which is the town that houses the chateau, uh, we have across the river in Bossier City, one of the largest... Air Force bases in the country. In fact, it was the air base where they brought uh, President Bush shortly after nine eleven uh, to keep him protected. You might recall, and uh, what was a very harrowing time for our country. But that air base served my father well with regard to band dates uh, for you know a group that he had together, mostly young kids that were part of uh, his show that he had on local television called Hubrando Search for Talent. He he did uh, three live television shows in the late 50s and early 60s. He had uh, the Hub Brando Show, which was an entertainment show, which was variety, uh, basically his, his show with a few guests. And because we had sort of a mini version of the Grand Ole Opry called the Louisiana Hayride here in Louisiana, we had several big-time guests that would come to town almost uh, every week to perform, and he'd have them on the show. He also had a Kitty show. Called Tops for Toys, where you could take Big Chief—that uh, was the name of the company that later sold uh, uh, out to Coca-Cola—Big Chief bottle tops, <laughs> and kids would take the bottle tops and and they would actually bring all those bottle tops in to maybe get toys from a toy shop that he had, and it was basically a cartoon show on Saturday mornings, and then he had a, um, uh, a another program which was really How many big programs called did he a, have called. Search for talent. Holy so uh, there was no denying what I was going to do uh, as a kid. I was either going to be broadcasting football, baseball, basketball, golf, hockey, whatever I could get my hands on, or just be a show-off. And um, for a while there, I was just a show-off.
3: Tim, we, we can't uh, talk about Shreveport, uh, considering uh, our fan base uh, for the podcast is predominantly Canadian,
5: without talking about the Shreveport <laughs> Pirates. Yes. Did did you go to any
3: games? Did you have any? Well,
5: Billy Joe Joe Tolliver is still a neighbor of mine, and his daughter uh, grew up. A a good part of her life was spent at my house. She and my daughter, Tara, are the same age. They're both right at about 25. And Billy Joe came in from the NFL to be the the quarterback to the Pirates when Forrest Gregg was actually coaching that team. And Billy Joe never left. You know, he's a good old West Texas boy, and he was very comfortable here, and he never left. In fact, I... I think he's still working as a host for one of the casinos and playing a lot of golf, as you know. He's still a scratch golfer and has won the celebrity event in Tahoe many, many times. But, yeah, I, I went to those games, and, you know, it's kind of sad because they 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 actually were really well supported, but as you know, they had some problems with ownership before they got to Shreveport, and that same ownership issue uh, bothered the franchise once they moved down here. I, I, I miss the CFL being in the United States. I thought it was a a great wrinkle. Uh, I wish that uh, they had, had better planning with it, mm. and I wish that it would have worked, because I thought it was a lot of fun, especially in markets, you know, the size of, of ours, you know, the so-called uh, flyover state markets. You know, the, the Shreveports, the Des Moines, you know, towns like that need something to hold on to, and um, it's a shame it didn't work out. Well, the,
2: Vegas had a team, and i never forget the the lounge singer who sang O oh Canada in the very first game. <laughs> you absolutely blew him out of the water.
3: Well, he yeah. sang it to the tune of "Oh Christmas Tree,
2: Yeah, right? he sang it to O Tannenbaum. <laughs> o Tannenbaum. And uh, not quite the do you same realize,
5: thing. Do you realize how many times I have to sing that <laughs> for my friend John Saunders just to get him to take me to a hockey game? <laughs> oh, really? Now, oh, so, my God. He says, well, I'm not taking you to a hockey game until you sing O oh Canada. <laughs> And, and and know a little bit of the lyrics, okay? Please, you know, so and um, so, so. Wait, now up. we got to
2: talk about this, Tim, because you. So your past, you've you've worked for uh, ESPN, you've worked for CBS, and now you work for uh, with us at Fox and FS1. Mm-hmm. And so you did work with John Saunders. And for some of our listeners who are maybe a little younger and don't know who John is, uh, hugely successful, famous broadcaster in the United States, works for ESPN and has for years, and is Canadian. So. You worked with John and, and and Chris Berman and all those guys kind of back in the old days, and you were telling me that, you know, you, you watch what Dan and I do, and it kind of reminds you of when you guys were hosting SportsCenter back in the day, back in the late 80s and early 90s.
5: Yeah, especially when we had to do the 230 shows, you know, the late, late night shows. Um, we, The late Tommy Meese and I would have some fun. God rest his soul. That was such a sad ending to, for him, and, and but he was. we were all so very close, and... Um, It was a great time in all of our lives. Uh, We were all in our late 20s, early 30s, uh, in a lot of ways, cutting our teeth nationally, but doing things because we were so filled with them and vigor. We were doing things and working extra hours and didn't care. We just wanted, we knew we were part of something special. And uh, I made made the press release when they hired me, had my name and John's on at the same time. He was coming from uh, uh, WMAR in Baltimore. I was coming from WAFD in Baton Rouge. And uh, I had already done some remotes for them. I'd called some USFL and some college basketball and some top rank, low rank, you know, ham-and-egg boxing, you know, for Bob Harum, all the different things that they had in those days as a freelancer. But when I was hired full-time, John and I came in there at the same time, and, you know, we were the second wave, you know, uh, Bob Lee and Berman and and Mies, and they were the the constants. In fact, in those days – there, there were still a couple of guys that uh, uh, that that had not left yet that were still, still there. Well, John and I just wanted to fit in. And uh, he actually, believe it or not, taught me how to play golf. And I told him when I write the book, I can't wait to <laughs> – um, all hockey guys know how to play golf. They're all really, really good. And baseball players, which is what I was as a kid, you know, front foot hitter, you know, you can't – got to stay behind the ball when you hit it. You know, John – Allowed me to suck at golf and take me to golf courses all through New England, and uh, I said, you know, when I write the book, I can't wait to give you credit for my ten handicap. You know, it's like salt and pepper. You know, it's like Sammy Davis, Peter Lawford. It's like uh, uh, Black Canuck teaches white Republican from the South how to play friggin' golf. I mean, who could? (laughs) That should have been a reality show back then. That would have been great. But I always had happy feet uh, in the studio. I I was using it to get out to call live sporting events. That's what I always wanted to do. And, in fact, when the original game day started with Pino Cook at Bay, unbelievable. (laughs) Bino and Lee Corso and myself started that thing up. I really wanted out the whole time. And they they finally uh, enabled me to do that in 89-90. And I moved and built the Chateau. (laughs) Stayed with him another four years, and then Fowler moved in to do game day. but um, And that worked out well for him, and it certainly worked out well for me because I had a great run at at CBS. But John and those guys, Tommy Meese, Berman, we all remained very, very close because we did some things, and I I envy what you guys do, uh, that that you're able to have fun, uh, allow the entertainment value to come out, because as a craft – I think that it's wonderful to take your job seriously, but not yourselves seriously. Exactly, and that's what I see and what you guys do. And you know, we used to have have running jokes about who would take the Cubs highlights (laughs) because each of us thought we could do Harry Carey. And I said, I do a better Harry Carey. You got to let me have the Cubs. You know, no, no, I do a better Harry Carey. And so, can I? And I finally convinced someone that I could do Harry Callis, who did the Phillies. And Harry Carey. (laughs) So we could call it, and this was right at the peak of uh, Eastwood's last Dirty Harry movie, so we called it Dirty Harry Callus Carey Highlights. Um, You know, crazy things uh, at 2.30 in the morning. And that was a lot of fun. And I I always look back on those days as the most enjoyable, fun-filled time in my life. And I think what you guys are doing is right along those lines, and I love the fact that our bosses... Uh, give you that that leash and allow you uh, the room to go out and do that all the time because you're awfully good at what you do Uh, we were more of a ham and uh, you know meat and potatoes generation and if we stepped outside that realm of meat and potatoes sometimes people didn't like it so much but we you know we did it anyway and and if somebody talked us out of doing it then we'd say, okay. Well, then give us the eleven o'clock show instead of the one at two thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, people don't like when we uh, well, we do sometimes too. But hey, whatever. Well, I was going to ask you five. about
2: that, Tim. Like you, so you know, you do. You're at ESPN. You're at CBS. The Tiffany Network. It's a yeah. bit more buttoned down, uh, and and then you come to FS1 and and. Are you just like, oh, my God. Like, do, do Sometimes you just shake your head and say, who are these people? Who hired them? <laughs> <laughs> who hired all these
5: people I'm working with today? <laughs> well, there's um, – How there's, do they put you know,
2: Schrager on the sidelines? What yeah. would they
5: think? <laughs> well, imagine this was Schrager. I got to work with him after I was doing a Thursday night college football game in, in Corvallis. I'm doing um, uh, an Oregon State football game on a Thursday, and the bosses called me and said, "Hey, we well, really would need, need you to do an NFL game for us on a Sunday. Could you know we we're going to bring the left-hander out of the bullpen? Can you help us out?" And I said, "Sure, happy to do it." That's one of the things that I, you know, hoped that they would do with me uh, because I can uh, wear a number of caps. And uh, so I said, "Yeah, sure." They said, "Well, okay. When you get to Buffalo, Buffalo, I went Buffalo." Buffalo? I'm going where? <laughs> so, my first NFL gig for Fox was going from Corvallis to Buffalo. And, uh, and Schraig's, I mean, he did, without him there, I mean, it was like instant caffeine when I walked into the room. You yeah. know, he's like, well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you that. Let me tell <laughs> and, you know, as a kid, and then, and then the other thing, of course, you know, I watched you all the time when I was a kid. Oh, uh, thanks, Peter. Really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Just what you want to hear. Uh, yeah, that, 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 but that's, in, in, in essence, uh, I sort of um, have seen myself uh, at Fox. I'm not, you know, listen, I'm not as old as some of the guys they have calling games out there today. But as it relates to, I think, the world of, of, of Fox and Fox Sports 1, I'm more of a veteran guy uh, than than most. And so with that in mind, uh, I'd like to think that I can impart some, you know, knowledge on some of the younger folks that are around uh, but at the same time, what I've found is the youthful exuberance, you know, that fresh sort of uh, blissful feeling of, hey, let's do this. That's kind of taken me over and, uh, and has made, for, I think, a lot more fun for me. I've had people say to me, gosh, Tim, you sound like you're having so much fun now. And the, 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 I am. That's, you know, awesome that's the reason. You know, Jay, Dan, people can see when, you know, the, the audience is a lot more sophisticated now than it used to be. And they know, they can feel tension when it's there. Uh, I, I believe in that. And your audience is a loyal audience. I think people that watch a college football game, that's a loyal audience. You cannot fake chemistry anymore. The likability thing is real. And, and I believe that, um, for me anyway, I, I've found that the Fox Edge, and I'd heard about it before I got there, I have found that what the Fox Edge really is is that the people that empower those of us that are on the air at Fox, they determine after a lot of consensus whether you're what they want or not. And then once they have determined that, they say, okay, go ahead and do your job. And by and large, they let you do your job.
2: That's true. I can't deny that. They let
5: the producers produce. They let the directors direct. They let the announcers announce. and, and, And basically they're saying, go be who you are.
2: Okay, here's what we're going to do, Tim. We've got a little segment on this podcast called Rapid Fire. What we have done is we have sent uh, tweets out from the Jay and Dan podcast Twitter account, and now the questions have come in from the followers, and now we're going to send them to you. So the quick, quick answers here. Here we go, and Mike Botticello is going to read the questions. Rapid Fire. We spent all our money on that right there, Tim,
5: that intro. That was heavy duty. I loved that.
4: All right, first one's from Trevor Hockham. What's the best sports city? Ooh. Oh, I like that one. Good question.
5: You know, pro towns always get that, and I'm going to go with a college town because it's my passion. Okay, I'm going to go instead of – everyone would go Boston, right? Oh, the Red Sox, the Celtics, the Patriots. I mean, that's, that's – everybody would go with that. I'm going to go with a college town and say Austin, Texas. Oh, Love yeah. going – Oh. Love going to the land of the eyes of Texas. The Love land of Andy Roddick. <laughs> oh, man, beautiful. It's, Austin's a great town. Great town.
4: All right, from Mark Harding, what's the best game you've ever called?
5: <laughs> I, I, did a, I, did a, I did a regional final college basketball game in 1998 with one of my heroes in the industry, Al McGuire, the late, great Al McGuire. You know, and after the games were over, he'd always dance with the players. Rhode Island was up by six over Stanford, with less than a minute to play at the Keel Arena in St. Louis. Arthur Lee made a big steal. There was a pass to Mark Madsen. Remember the Mad Dog, Mark Madsen? Or oh, yeah. slam dunks it. Then there's an inbounds pass. Arthur Lee with another steal gets a layup. Foul, count it. They get another free throw. Put put it in. Rhode Island gets it to midcourt. Kid double dribbles. Oh, they get the ball back, and before you knew it. Stanford had won the game, and Al was just like, I mean, it was unbelievable. Being next to Al during uh, that moment was just um, the most memorable sporting event with the most at stake that I'd ever done because Stanford went on to the Final Four with that win.
4: Uh, this one is from Evan Richard. Who is your favorite Canadian of all time? <laughs>
5: It's a tie between Dan O'Toole and Jay Onra. Yeah. (laughs) Well played. Well played. Oh, come on. I thought you were going to say. You don't think I'm so old that I don't know how to suck up to the host? Yeah. I thought
2: you were going to say William Shatner or something. You know,
5: I got to tell you, I never had a problem, and I told Saunders this. You guys should do the same thing. I'm fine with you guys making millions, all of you, that come in from Canada. Yeah. Just do me a favor and go back one time, one time only, and do it the way they do it south of the border at the very least. Get in the trunk of a car, and then come through. And then make your money. That's that's all I ask. Just once.
2: That may be how we leave. That may be how they (laughs) send us back, Tim.
4: (laughs) Uh, A couple more here. Okay, we'll do two more. Uh, From Hassan Masood, who is your favorite TV commentator, past or present? Oh, man. That's a
5: tough one. Are we talking news or television or, or sports? Anything. Yeah, anything. 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 Uh, my, my hero was Kurt Gowdy. I, I just thought he was the best. And, and maybe before your time. But I named my youngest brother Kurt after Kurt Gowdy. He's now um, in Burma, the former Burma and Myanmar, uh, bringing uh, democracy to journalism there. This guy is really bright. he got all the brains in our family. <laughs> and he's named Kurt because I was in love with Kurt Gowdy. Who in, that, in my day in the '70s, as I was being brought up '60s and '70s, he was doing World Series, Super Bowls, Final Fours. The guy did it all. And then on Sunday afternoons on ABC, a competing network to NBC, he and Phil Harris would, you know, being a duck blind, sipping some Crown Royal and knocking down ducks. I loved that. <laughs> to me, that's a man's man. If you can call all those sports and then get drunk in the woods and shoot ducks on national television. How good is that? (laughs) That is pretty good. That is a man's man. I wanted to be Kurt Gowdy. Thank God I met him, and we became great friends, and he mentored me through the early stages of my career. He he met all the expectations that I had of him when I met him. I love that. And our last
3: rapid-fire question, Mike.
4: From Spencer Loeb, how did you break into the business? Well,
5: you know, it was either this or paint white lines down the streets of my hometown. Pretty much fear. Uh, My father not only got me in front of people on the stage singing Me and My Shadow and You're Too Old to Cut the Mustard Anymore and and allowed me to play the drums and, and, and do all the things that I did with the show band before I was 10 or 11 years old, but I also got to do radio high school play by play. I quit playing football in the ninth grade, I continued playing basketball and baseball. But my father had gotten into the hotel motel business, bought a hotel in, in Monroe, Louisiana, and the local station there needed a play-by-play guy. And the guy knew my father. And he said, Hub, would you be happy? And Dad said, as long as you let me pick the uh, the guy that's going to work with me. Having no idea it would be his 14-year-old son. My father and I did radio play-by-play for Neville High School in 1971. And I did that through my entire high school years. I worked. It was a father and son Radio, play-by-play, and color team. He did the play-by-play in the first half. I did the play-by-play in the second half. And um, that's how I broke in. That's amazing. I knew at that point that this is it. This is all I ever wanted to do, and it's all I'm going to do.
2: And you're doing it. Uh, Tim, this has been awesome. Uh, we, we, You and I have been going back and forth, and we wanted to get you on for a long time, but we really appreciate you uh, welcoming us uh, not only to the network but to the country and a little little fraternity of broadcasters. Uh, and we really appreciate you taking some time to come on the show. And, and well, hey, I, well, maybe we'll have you on again. We can talk about the Shreveport Pirates a little more.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, just know I, I mean it. When I tell you that you guys are a breath of fresh air and for every person out there that maybe doesn't get what you do, remember there are countless others that do. And like anything else, uh, it takes time. And and I believe that you guys are now getting the time to get where you want to go. And more than anything else, what impresses me is that, you know where you came from and you play that, you play that card all the way through because you're never going to get where you want to go unless you know where you've been and you guys get that and that's one of the reasons I love you.
2: Thank you so much Tim. Uh all the best to you and your family and uh we can't wait to come out to Chateau Brando. Oh, I can't just, wait for that. Just uh-huh, rip we it up.
5: So- Oh, by the way, Chateau Brando goes really good with a quality Perrier. Oh, man.
2: I can't (laughs) wait. I can't wait. We'll be in that hot tub. We'll never want to (laughs) leave. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, Tim. You bet, fellas. Okay.
3: You can follow uh, Tim Brando on Twitter at Tim Brando, B-R-A-N-D-O.
2: It's Uh, as easy as that. we got to get to uh, Six Degrees of Engineer, Jim. Yeah, Brando. What a guy.
3: I'd never heard of that song, You're Too Young, young to, to Cut, cut the, the mustard. mustard. Have you heard of that one, Jim? No. Okay. No, I don't know that
4: You're one You're too
3: young to cut the mustard. You're too...
4: You yeah. don't
1: have to look it up.
4: What are you pointing at, Mike? So, for Jim, this came from Derek from Ottawa. He noticed a striking resemblance in the Party City commercial.
1: Oh, yeah. Jim. Okay, it's so a Party City commercial. Party City Halloween! It's here, up to sixty percent off. <laughs> These two definitely aren't by, but if they were, <laughs> I'd watch that action with a big old <laughs> bucket of buttery popcorn. <laughs> Thousands of style. adults and kids from just nine ninety nine. You're gonna wanna bang your heads to this one. Plus outrageous accessories. That's bang and on. K O X X. (laughs) (laughs) Every night through Halloween Tell your moms and your pops To chill for real though Cause I'm all fleek Don't just be a
5: costume Be a character
1: Now we're gonna keep the countdown rolling Like totes cray cray Now open late Party city and partycity.com Nobody has Nobody (laughs) That That was, was bang on That
2: was amazing Wow! Uh, quick nice con- job, Mike. Nice job. Quick well congrats Thanks, to Derek.
3: Jerry D. CBS is going to develop a new sitcom based on his uh, Mr. D uh, series. Yeah,
2: that was earlier today. <laughs>
3: That's awesome. Uh, you just found it, but no, I just wanted to announce it. Here oh, okay. Yeah. On the podcast. So yeah. Congrats to Jerry D.
2: Yeah, good job, Jerry D. Okay, uh, Jim. Here we go. From Catherine Meismer and Mike Lavens, "The Bare Naked Ladies." Six Degrees of Engineer, Jim. The Bare Naked bare. Ladies. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yes. (sighs) Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, So, uh, just very short. Um, Never worked with them, but did meet the lead singer uh, Stephen Page. Stephen Page, the former lead singer. Formerly, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was like after the Grammys, we had a party one night at Billy Bob's, and he came over <laughs> where Don was, and we were all <laughs> hanging out partying. So,
2: I, oh, man. Yeah. He I, uh, he had some troubles there for a while. Yeah, I think. And I hope it's back. I was going to say back on the rails. I think
3: he's uh, like a solo so long,
2: yeah. And, uh, doing some
3: well, sales. I told, I think I told that story.
2: I that to C- might
1: have been when he was off the rails, yeah, so to speak.
2: I, I think it might have been. I, I think I told that story. Louis CK um, was doing a stand up show in Toronto, and he sent out a tweet like at the beginning of the day and just said, Does anyone want to open for me? Like, I have no opening act. And Stephen Page got back to him, came on, sang three songs right before the show. It was fantastic. Oh, cool. Really yeah,
1: good. super talented guy. Yeah, I, he's I, a very
2: great voice. One I,
3: but, week, do boo yeah. That was their big hit.
2: <laughs> but that, that was Ed. I think that was the other guy. Who, or was it?
3: Remember that huge album when they struck it big in the States? That's, that album was massive. Yeah, that was the one week album. Yeah, right? that was yeah. Yeah. so huge.
2: But they were big. I mean, they were kind of cool because they, they became big in Canada. They sold a cassette tape, it That's was a right. yellow cassette tape. And they kind of made it themselves and distributed themselves, and it got into record stores, and they be- kind of became a phenomenon up I there. I love that. And then they That's signed great. a real record deal, had the worst album cover for any first album in history. Remember that ball? Oh, my beach God. Beach ball? Yes. Yeah. Beach ball. Yeah, they were beach ball. They were the original. Stunt
4: was the name of that album.
2: Stunt. The, the big one. Yeah. The yeah. one with one week. Okay, okay, and here's another one, Jim. I'm, I've don't, I can't believe I've never asked you this one. This is from Scott from New Brunswick. Newbie.
1: Green Day. Mm. Green Um, Day. Green Day. Yes! Yes! A yeah. great, great connection to Green Day. Oh. Uh, yeah, I actually golf with Mike Durnt, the bass player in Green <laughs> what? Day.
3: What? <laughs> so, what? Why are we just hearing this? What?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's a great guy, man. He's really cool. But um, they're,
3: they're drummers off the, his rocker, right?
1: Trey, Trey Cools, all those guys are just salt of the earth. They're just the greatest guys. And uh, a very good friend of mine, Mike Fasano, who is just. He's a great drummer in his own right, but uh, he's a drum tech for Trey Cool. He does all the Green Day records. He works with a lot of great bands. Um, He's very, very close with those guys, and uh, we play golf together all the time, and every now and then uh, we'll meet someplace to play golf, and who shows up but Mike Durant. So, yeah, he's, he's a great guy, we have a lot of fun.
3: How's his hearing? i would expect someone in a band like that that's th- a great question like
1: are actually you- fine you know it's it's crazy um you'd be surprised how many of those guys they actually they talk so soft it's like when you talk on them it's like you know and it's like wait a minute aren't you supposed to be deaf and talking super loud and it's you know they they'll talk soft they just you know, soft it, talker. Yeah. They've heard
2: enough. Loud I'm not talk. saying
1: I'm not saying Mike Durnt is a soft talker. I'm right. just saying in general, I right. found a lot of musicians. You know, they don't they're, speak up and talk really loud. You know, they're, they're like Patrick. He's a soft talker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Patrick he rules. He's, he's an yeah. ST. Patrick yeah. is the man. And and also <laughs> uh, in Green Day, uh, actually, uh, very many many years ago. You know, I built studios for uh, all the Guns guys and really great, unbelievable home recording studios. And uh, sort of through Mike and everybody else, Billy Joe Armstrong, this is before I met Mike and all the other guys, uh, gave me a call and asked my advice on putting together stuff for a home studio for himself. Cool. And I hooked him up with uh, the guy that uh, I'd been working with for years and... And his name's Art Kelm, who's now like head of capital. And uh, yeah. And so he can helped you, him out.
3: Jim, could you
2: just spend all your time putting together home studios for, for musicians? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Or yeah. for
3: us when we uh, host our, when we retire from this and host our morning radio show. Oh, but
2: out of our
1: we homes. never have to leave our home. Do you know I would love to that would just be the highlight of my wouldn't career wouldn't that be a great be gig great.
2: if we all just do the show out of dan's apartment
3: i just I mean, awesome. can i have the mic so i just lie in bed and yeah talk? yeah
2: and and they're, they're, but i
3: couldn't put, stick out those easy words
2: <laughs> that, that would be the problem <laughs> yeah Every morning, some shady woman would come out of Dan's room.
3: <laughs> nice. Anyway, I'll, yeah, I went to. Uh, anyway, it was all dudes. <laughs> uh, uh, See, I think,
1: I think personally, I think Dan would be awesome in helping me write a book. Yeah. Yeah. Nah,
3: I don't have the attention span. That's the problem. You can't keep them. Hey, <laughs> if you're writing a kids' book, I'm in. Cause that—that's yeah. like ten words. Yeah, me that's too. A,
2: that's the thing I've noticed about all the kids' books. They're literally ten words. There's yeah. like one sentence, and there's five. One sentence per page, and there's five pages. Yeah, poo poo. Yeah, Beepy. Yeah, face.
1: Still. <laughs> still. still, I think, think that's
2: that. uh, stink. I think <laughs> that's all I end. can
1: remember. <laughs> yeah, you know. Nope. I don't know. I I have to go way back in the vault to try to remember all the crazy stuff. You know.
2: How good would a uh, kids' book called F- dink, B
3: <laughs> Where's <laughs> the crickets? <laughs> Come on, it'll be fine. Uh, it. Do we have time to touch our bags? Yeah, let's touch our bags. That was a good one, Joe. Or should, no. Cool. We haven't yeah. uh, visited yeah. uh, Young Jay on right. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's visit Young Jay on okay, sure. instead of touching our oh, bags. We, we'll spend 5 minutes
0: on that.
4: Around children, it's time for another installment of the early works of J. On So we're still oh, in. Uh, it's not where he plays with his willy and all that, is it?
1: <laughs> we're still in the sports line. Day. Yeah,
3: we're
2: still <laughs> in an ill-fitting suit. We we need to get different tapes here, but I we'll, think this is the end of it. Okay, let's uh, let's wrap her we up. Let's wrap this the segment up forever. Well, the NFL announced today that the Cleveland Browns expansion draft will be held February 9th of next year. The team will be allowed to pick between thirty and forty-two players from other NFL teams. The franchise will begin playing the nineteen ninety-nine season in a new Lakefront Stadium
3: in Cleveland. Well time for one <laughs> of We play play play. return, we will shift
2: the focus back on Brett wait, Hall. Wait,
3: wait. It's key that the Cleveland team will play in Cleveland. Yes.
2: Oh my God, nobody was editing my copy. <laughs> Now that he's a Dallas star, will he reach his ultimate goal of winning a Stanley Cup? Turns out he did. Stay tuned, Sportsline is back right after this. Listen to that guitar riff, Jim.
3: Love it. Yeah. The licks. What's Brett Hull weighing these days, 300? Oh my god, he must be enormous.
4: They're back from commercial.
3: <laughs>
2: okay, maybe it is stretching it a bit to say that Brett Hall would have been our weatherman if he would have stayed in Calgary. But either way, Hall's had an amazing NHL career. Oh, this has past he? season, he signed oh. with the Dallas Stars in hopes Idiot. of achieving his ultimate goal, winning a Stanley Cup. Blake Olson reports. Blake Olson. Well, if you've always wanted <laughs> well, Blake, your got cut out.
4: <laughs> Blake got snipped
3: out. <laughs> we tighten this thing up. Where's Blake Olson now? Dead. Is he? I have
1: no idea. <laughs> I hope not. You guys have Randy Rhodes playing guitar in the studio. Yeah, it sounds you. very yeah. Randy Rhodes esque. Yes, yes. Gone too soon. Yeah.
2: Guitar <laughs> yeah. driver's uniform, now you can. Sort of. A new clothing company has created a line of clothing that it hopes will leave its mark with racing fans. Brenda Tyler explains. Ugh, who's writing this crap? Okay, that's enough. What? That's <laughs> <laughs> just garbage. I'm glad that's over.
3: Blake Olson? I can't find him. There's a Blake Olson on Altitude TV. Oh, maybe that's him. No, this guy, he's American. Oh, maybe he made it down here. How do we know for sure? Spent four years at KWGN, then five years at KUSA. Let's touch our bags.
4: Yeah. It's time to touch their bag. The Jay and Dan mailbag.
1: <laughs>
2: I love it. I've got a good one here. Oh, but I can't find it. I just have... Oh, here it is. Okay, listen to this. You'll love this toolsy. Chad Scott. Subject ALDS Game 5. Hey bods, miss you up here in the Great White North. Quick story in question. I go to the University of Saskatchewan. Me and a group of friends were drinking at the University Bar on a Tuesday before the Jays Game 5 against the Texas Rangers. It was 12.30 a.m. Me and a bod in that group decided we should go to Toronto to check out the game. We went and printed off tickets, then checked for flights. I know, backwards. And found a direct flight to the 6, departing at 5.30 a.m. Score. Got upgraded to first class. Score. Wow, awesome. In between there, I had to finish an assignment and have a quick nap. When we got to Toronto, I started to freak out because I was getting sober and realized I had two fairly large papers due in the coming days. Little did I know we were about to experience the greatest Blue Jay game in the last 23 years. just wanted to say that after the game, the streets were wild, and I realized that Toronto's a crazy city. My question is if Jay and Dan, or the rest of the pod gang, made a drunk decision that turned out to be the greatest decision of your life? Is it a little late to tell the story? I just thought the proud Canadians like yourself would like to hear. I wanted to a pat- attach a picture of my journey. But I can't do that on here. Get your together, Mike. My fault. That's from Chad Scott. I like that one. Have you ever had a drunken decision that uh, turned out to be the best decision in your life, Dan? No. I did. What? (laughs) Having sex with my wife. (laughs) Guess what? Maybe. She had a kid after that.
3: Just the sex the one time? That's it. That's That's the only time I got it. This one's from this one's from Brad. <laughs> Subject: Another liquid-damaged MacBook. Thanks, Jay. Hey, Bods. miss you on TSN, but that's not the point. I was reading the free preview of Number Two on iTunes while enjoying. How how long is the free preview? I didn't even know it was there on iTunes while well, enjoying a nice hot Tim Hortons double double. When I came across the following line. This was a wonderful time for the adult film industry as Janet Jameson was about to explode onto the scene. No pun intended. <laughs> I proceeded it's to spit life. out a mouthful of coffee all over my MacBook while laughing. Dan told us that MacBooks don't like water. Well, it can now be said they don't like Tim Hortons either. This is all somehow Patrick's fault. Screw you, Patrick. Yeah. Still looking forward to the second book.
2: It's a good one. A bit Patrick now. there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> one more here from Caleb. Hey guys, loyal listener, since day one of the TSN days, I noticed Jay brought up how great it would be to be at the Brass Rail after the Jays' series-clinching win against Texas. I was in Toronto for the game with my friends getting absolutely torqued at Gretzky's. Torqued, I like that. We decided to head over to the rail for a few more cocktails after. The only Jays' conversation I got that night was from hobos outside <laughs> hack and darts. It did feel great to have my Edwin jersey on in there. It also felt like a drunk idiot. P.S. Dan, you complain about a $10 cab ride, but fly to Vegas every weekend? Priorities, I guess. Keep up the great work, fellas.
3: And I'll go every weekend.
2: Are you going this weekend?
3: Uh, uh.
2: All right, everyone,
3: that's the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's great to to not be encumbered by time anymore, because we don't have to rush to the set in case the transmission goes down.
2: I know, it's pretty awesome. It's been a blast hanging out with you
3: cats. When was the last time everyone was here? I know.
2: It's
4: been a while. It's been a while. It's been like a solid month. Yeah.
3: It's been a while since... Uh,
2: I can't wait to ask Jim if he has any connection to Stained.
3: Remember that uh, video with all the candles? Stained. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's
1: yes. awesome. Yes. Yeah. They were terrible. I'm Aaron t- Lewis? I, 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 I think I do.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes! Uh,
1: yes! I think I do.
3: And, uh, Mike, you got to loop together all the... Yeah, it's from Jay, whatever. There's a connection. Sure. Just boom, 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 boom. Just a reminder, All guys. I will be in Regina
2: this Sunday and Winnipeg this Again, Monday. Again, the date. The date. Uh,
3: uh, <laughs> 7th? 8th? Let me check the calendar. No, 9th. <laughs> <laughs> Just show up every day.
2: Jay this might Sunday. be there. This Sunday. This Sunday. I'll be in Regina at Chapters, signing books. This Monday, I'll be in Winnipeg Polo Park Chapters, signing books. 7 p.m. both nights. Come on out. We're going to have a great old f- time. Hi.
4: you have the dates? Yeah. So uh, this Sunday, uh, Regina yeah. Chapters. Uh, Monday the 9th, Chapters, Winnipeg. Okay, so this Sunday. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Let's just, just <laughs> so we get do one we week at a time. One week at a time.
2: So Sunday's the 8th. Yes. Sunday, Sunday's the, yeah, eight, yep. Yeah. And Monday's the night. Right. Yes. Away. 7 p.m.
1: Wish you guys were coming with me. I wish I was uh, there, man. man. I would love to go oh, so yeah, bad. should come to Oshawa. a
2: great time. I would love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Oshawa? coming to Oshawa. Yeah,
3: Oshawa, Oshawa
4: Monday
2: to the Oshawa. 30th. Yeah. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. in Oshawa.
3: I'll be showing up at 8. Q&A wow. hosted by
2: Dan O'Toole. That's fine. If you show up at 8, we'll just start with, yeah. without you. Get some kid in the audience to ask some questions. <laughs> go check out the new Library Voices album.
3: And uh, thanks for listening to Pod 88. And make sure uh, for your uh, TV viewing enjoyment, watch Nathan For You, hosted by a good Canadian and maybe the funniest show on TV. we got to get him on the show. Yeah. On the pod.
2: Thanks, thanks for uh, thanks
3: for joining us. And thanks, Tim Brando. Thanks, uh, Peter Schreger.
2: And thanks, Jim. And thanks, Patrick. And thanks, Thank Mike. You. And thanks, Ben. And thanks, Dan.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Pubes Radio.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 84.4. Big fan of PBS. The Pubes. <laughs>
0: Love
4: you, boys. Have a great one. Oh, that's no that really. Yeah. Hey, What's we're getting this thing on wheels. It was uh, shirts made from skid marks from race cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? <laughs>